toast to the easiest school, the dumbest dean, and the ultimate blow-off class, anthropology. Who knew? Woo! Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 22 of Community, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts. I don't really have a good segue into it, so let's just get into Mike's... I forgot... Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please let's get into the bit called Mike's I Forgot Wait. I've been shuffling these cards so much. I think I'm like, there's something on them that has like gone deep into my brain and have made me forget how to speak. Outsourcing Mike's bits. Excellent. Oh, I don't have the app up for the music. I am so disappointed in myself. But you know what's going to be great? Well, because because we're playing the we're playing Mike. I forgot. Wait. Oh, I see. We last week we messed up on on the our sign in, and this time I mess up on uh, outsourcing Mike's bits. I'm so disappointed uh-huh. in myself for messing up twice in a row. It's um, great. Anyway, let's doing, get that. We're good, doing good. Let's get that. We know how to podcast. Maybe let's get that good good shuffle that Ben can't hear because of Discord. Thank you, Discord. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, right. I saw some waveform action on that one. So let's see. All right. Thank you for those musical stylings. I appreciate them. Here's the top card of the pod decks deck. Dang it. I I don't know what it is. Like, sometimes I look at the cards as I'm shuffling them, like, before the show, just kind of like this. I'm like, I hope it's not this one. And guess what? It is. Have you? Uh, this is going to be a, like a no con- conversation one. So this oh well, challenge accepted. I I will turn it into a conversation. If you have a conversation to have about this, I'll be, honestly I'll be impressed over anything else. Have you ever licked a battery? <laughs> yeah, that's a what the heck uh, for me. Uh, well, um. I cannot say that I have licked a battery. Okay. No. Um, I don't actually think I have any follow-up. I think you finally found one that I have no no follow-up on. Cool. Um, I have no stories about battery licking. I have no anecdotes. I have no uh, articles that I read. I have no... <laughs> uh, friend of a friend of a friend. I love the idea that you'd have an article. When you, when you lick a battery... The... In a new study finds, uh, this is from the Washington Post, new study finds that 14% of people have admitted to licking batteries. Um, no, I don't I don't have anything like that. I uh, got nothing. I don't either, although I do have batteries on my desk, and I can lick them, but I, I'm going to prefer to, to put that as a Patreon goal. Um, <laughs> and I just want to remind everybody mm-hmm. that this is what, what the, uh, the deck describes it as. 
The What the Heck deck contains 50 unique conversation-starting questions to help take you your podcast interviews to the next level and keep your audience entertained. Are you entertained from this conversation that we're having about licking a battery which neither of us have done? ScienceSwitch.com oh slash 2018 slash 12 slash 20 slash happens dash lick dash battery. What happens when you lick a battery? Just for the sake of curiosity, if you put your tongue on a 9-volt battery, would you get a slightly painful shock that almost resembles a sour taste? Kind of like lemonade. Well, they've certainly... Oh, no, you would. I, I, I read that as oh, a question. I was like, statement. they've set up you, the questions. You would. Do you think, do you think you'd get a sour taste? No, it's sorry. Look, that is, that uh, is says, science. <laughs> you make a hypothesis and you test it and then mm-hmm. you come to a conclusion. The method is there. Touching those little knobs or leads of a 9-volt battery won't give you a shock because the skin is not that good of a conductor of electricity and can't cause current to flow. But on the other hand, if you touch them with your tongue, the saliva promptly creates the circuit. I can believe um, that. So there you go. That's what would happen. Um, uh, I do want to offer a disclaimer here as part of mm-hmm. Good Morning Greendale. Good Morning Greendale does not, con- does, does not suggest you go lick batteries. For legal reasons, that is accurate. Um, for personal Ooh. reasons, you do you. You do you, man. Um, whoever, We're, like... I had just gotten gonna, all the, the liability of off of our shoulders, my man. <laughs> <laughs> just trying just try to keep us safe from above board on a legal matter. I'm not saying that they should go lick batteries. I'm saying that they should do what their heart feels is correct regarding licking of batteries you're doing some jeff winger style uh (laughs) word lawyering there my friend yeah no that's a terror that's i think maybe that's the worst card real bad it's just awful like every other uh, card to be fair i've looked at some of these there are worse ones i disbelieve trust me i've seen one that is going to be like a a a podcast stopper (laughs) Cool. Looking forward to that one. Good money, money, money well spent. You you did it. Um, this is the first deck of many that I have. <laughs> How many of them did you buy? Hold on. <laughs> oh no. Okay, he's he's scooting over and he's picking up something and he's now holding up. Uh oh, he's putting his All headphones right. back on. Okay, I have the Would You Rather deck. Okay, I have the episode deck no idea what that means why are we not using an episode deck for our episodes mike because they're a bit and this one was supposed (laughs) to be what the heck and it kind of is but like not in a good way uh it does make me go what the heck pretty much every week the interview deck second edition okay and the interview deck first edition okay um i'm i'm really looking forward to all I'm really looking forward to uh, interview deck third edition, and then it'll split off into Pathfinder, and it'll be a whole, it'll be a whole thing. Um, that one was had to do for my D&D nerves thing. out there. Had to get that. Um, All right, I'm gonna put these back <laughs> in containment for when we're re- I, they're behind the glass for when I need to break it. That 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 is so many decks. I he's putting them away now. I cannot believe how many decks that is. It's so many. What I'm saying is I made a mistake buying them. <laughs> I just want to know why we're not using the episode deck because 
We're talking about episodes. We're doing episodes of a podcast about right. episodes of a television sure. show. So you want a, a third level of episodes? I, I just wonder why we're, we're not doing three levels of episodes. I mean, we will be someday. <laughs> I figured, I still think that what the heck was the right jumping into point? Um, it certainly uh, if, starts out odd. Yes. Um, what Would you rather is pretty good, I'm sure, too. I, I will read you... The episode inspiration deck has 50 u- unique podcast ideas to keep your podcast topics fresh and entertaining. Shuffle Doubt up, it. pull a card, and create a fun new episode for your audience. Doubt it. Includes digital version on Poddeck's mobile app. Uh, I was going to say doubt it, but that's probably true. That is probably true. I, oh, right. The reason I'm not using that is because it's only on Apple. I mean, not um, that I'd be using it at all. I like throw. There is a catharsis in throwing these cards away. <laughs> Like literally, like figuratively, when I toss them across the room, as only Ben gets to see, and sometimes on the live Patreon feed, um, but some, but literally into the garbage where I ask the garbage men to take them away, and they're like, "Oh man, do we really have to? We don't want these. We don't want these at mm-hmm. all." Mm-hmm. So cool, good, good chat. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say let's get into applied anthropology and culinary arts, but this podcast just got canceled. I found yeah. out uh, uh, from good. the podcast police. I, I was just about to ask you what this, what you thought the state of the podcast was, but now I don't even have to ask. It's it's canceled it's for all times. Um, anyways, well, I guess uh, I'm gonna move up my sushi delivery order. Well, uh, let's let's do let's do some illegal podcasting here. We're gonna go we're gonna go underground, and we're gonna talk about applied anthropology and culinary arts. The twenty second episode of season two of Community, where we were doing it legally, but now we're the cool outlaws. They can't stop us. They can't turn off the sound. Welcome to Pirate Radio. Um, they can't stop uh, turn off the sound, but you can if you if I mean we don't want you to because we love you, but like I get it. If you made it this far, uh, I, I feel like I at feel this point it's you. the lost lost uh, the sunk cost fallacy. So <laughs> you, you've made it this far, you're not yeah. turning it off I also because feel- you're like this will get good at some point. <laughs> no, it has to. It won't. Uh, also, I feel bad for people that this is their first episode because it's bad. <laughs> Uh, so this episode... What are, what are these Ben and Mike guys talking about the p- community? Oh, what is this? An entire failed 20 minutes of podcasting? Weird. Cool. This whole episode is a bottle episode because it takes place in the anthropology room. It's true. And uh, they are doing an anthropology final. Is a super easy anthropology final because Duncan is just like, here's a random question, and then gives everyone A's. Yeah, it, it almost doesn't even seem like he's asking any questions. He's just like, isn't it cool that this is a blow-off class? And everybody's got... Uh, that is that is a question. Just because Poddex has ruined you on what a question is or is not, <laughs> does not mean that, that that is not a question. I appreciate that this has become a anti-Poddex podcast more than a community podcast um what is the opposite of sponsored by where the entire existence of the podcast is dedicated to telling you not to get a product this is a consumer warning (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
Um, yeah, it is a question. It is not an anthropology question. It is more of a general. Uh, I didn't say it was an anthropology no, I question. That. I said I'm it. He to... asks. I said, and I quote: "He asks a question and then gives everyone A's." That is true, but I, as a anthropology <laughs> exam, it is a poor question to ex- place on that exam. That was what I was I, attempting I to say. No, I'm not trying to argue with you. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I was intended. That was my intention of what I was saying. Anyway, this is also bad podcasting. <laughs> Because all I'm saying is it's not. I didn't say it was a good anthropology question. I said he asked a question. So uh, Troy is like, "Man, you're such a good teacher when you're drinking," because he is literally just downing some vodka. I think. Yeah, it looks like maybe vodka. gin. He's English. He probably he probably drinks a lot of gin. It's an English. It's certainly thing. possible. Uh, everybody seems to have something. Yeah, Jeff's in the back drinking a beer and. Uh, Everyone, it seems like everyone's kind of uh, like Starburns keeps drinking from a flask. Duncan actually calls Shirley out to be like, well, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not drinking, that's going to, that might push you into A minus territory, which first of all is a really rude thing to do, Duncan, like. And also she is with child. I do also want to point out because, uh. It's sort of a thing in this episode is we get a lot of weird little moments between Neil and Vicky who are in this class where it's like they're obviously kind of crushing on each other. It's pretty good. Yeah. And Pierce notices this uh, later on. This is I we're so we're we're so screwed up by the pod decks. We're not even following the notes correctly. I've been doing a halfway secret podcast uh, with our friend Elizabeth about BoJack Horseman. And it is a very differently structured podcast than this. And so I am, it, it is not at all linear. So <laughs> I am just freewheeling now. I'm a changed man. Ben is a changed man. He has no respect for time. It's all Jeremy Baramy. So look for that uh, BoJack Horseman podcast coming at some point. Who knows? Soonish. Just be hype. And maybe there will be a Twitter account to follow, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, we haven't done any of the social or uh, website or anything for it yet. Uh, It has no theme song and it has no official artwork. Uh, And we have not reserved... I'm not revealing the name because we have not reserved it anywhere, so... Because of TMTMTM. (laughs) Because TMTMTM. I can, however, reveal that I am doing a solo uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've had two big of glasses us, of wine. I'm it. I'm 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 out. <laughs> none of us know what we're doing. So I mean, Poddex has ruined my brain. Uh, Britta, the theme for Britta throughout this episode is that she keeps talking about how women have this connection, connectedness, as she calls it, sure. to their bodies that men just wouldn't understand. Um, and. Uh, then uh duncan is also like he's in the middle of this final and he's like and here's to not telling the dean and he raises his glass and at that moment the dean walks in because of course he does right uh every uh, duncan panics throwing his glass down saying and that's what the jews do at weddings not not the worst uh not the worst deflection not the best not the best but you know it at least sort of looks like he's kind of maybe trying 
And that's right. all we can ask for out of Duncan. That is true. The Dean has brought a writer who is doing a piece on him for Dean Magazine, a new magazine. Uh, you got very excited when I said Dean Magazine, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, that's like the worst magazine. <laughs> Guess what? We'll see that later. Uh, he was, Who is the target audience for Dean Magazine? Deans. There are there. And are, what what's okay? So how big okay. is that market? Okay, so okay, okay, okay. You want you really want some real talk here? Okay, okay. So I know that there are like very very niche newsletters and magazines mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I helped. So my aunt um, is a okay. Yes, I know. I'm going on a story. I don't care. We're loosey goosey times. My aunt used to be a, a postmaster. And there is a mm-hmm. union for this postmastership, uh, and she was the editor for their newsletter. And boy, howdy, she was like, can you help me edit this newsletter? And I was like, yes. So I edited the newsletter as well, because uh, I am very good at like, hey, this is a typo. <laughs> I'm good at finding them. Uh, so there are niche uh, newsletters and magazines all over the world. Um Sure. One for postmasters and one for retired postmasters only. Oh, okay. I mean, a newsletter is different than a uh, is different than a whole magazine. I suppose you I are will, correct. I will on throw that. that out. That is true. Um, but I feel like there are still like trade uh, trade uh, uh, magazines. Like uh, as part of my work, sometimes my uh, my colleagues get magazines for internationalization magazines about internationalizing software uh okay i retract my point uh it's a perfectly valid magazine to be fair in this universe it is a dumb idea (laughs) in the real universe it could work because there are so many colleges that have so many different deans like the dean of my college versus dean your college how does how is the teaching at that college versus this college how does the dean do the administration piece like i can see it being a reasonable magazine if it has the right focus uh, uh going for their second magazine uh, uh uh article to go to the dean of greendale community college not a good choice he also says that he's sort of a father figure like the movie children of the corn yeah he's off to a great start um real good and uh duncan is like oh well uh i left the the test out in uh it's in my office uh and it's a real doozy it's got uh uh participation and there's um, an interactive element a performance uh component and not to tip anything off but i think a lump of clay is coming for everyone in the room and then runs Yes. And the dean is like, well, we can just go check out this uh, international food festival out in the parking lot. Um, 18 different nationalities of food. You know what? Not different. Equal. Equal to whites. You know what? Better than whites. Good job, Dean. You nailed it. (laughs) You did it. You did it. We did it. Um, Jim Rash has a certain level of like just awkwardness that I I adore. Yeah, uh, he's so good. Mostly, he's he's really awkward around the race issue, which I find probably correct. Uh, that that character would be like very aware of it and also nervous of it. 
Jeff is like, hey, that sounds like a great thing for you to immediately go do. Uh, I'm sure the readers of Dean Magazine would love it. But the writer's like, oh, I'm good. I want to see this unorthodox exam. That's how you know Duncan did a good job of just really selling this up. Because the guy from Dean Magazine wants to see this anthropology final. Like That's true. He's, he's all interested in it. Now... Did Duncan just make an excuse to run away and never be seen again in this episode of television? Yes. Duncan can neither confirm nor deny that statement. We never so, see Duncan again in this episode. That is a confirmed fact. It's true. We do, he, he is gone for the entire rest of the episode. That exam is not um, happening today. Shirley starts... Well, we we find out later, uh, but she starts having contractions, and she is insistent that they are not contractions. It's just a little indigestion. So she downs a little Pepto-Bismol, and Britta comes over, and she gives her, like... Shirley, that is full of chemicals. I wouldn't expose your baby to that. Actually, my doctor said antacid is safe to take. But let me guess who paid for that study. Big antacid. Ah, <sighs> Britta... This is a this is a whole episode of uh, Britta. Yes, I do. So, and you know, we can talk more about this in grades, but <laughs> we're already going like we're so loosey goosey. We're doing grades early. I do like the Britta episodes where Britta really tries to like talk herself up and then gets pulled back down because sure. she is really flawed i think that makes her a much more interesting character than just britta sucks like like we all hate britta because she's awful like that's you know whatever the ones where she is like oh i am so good i am in touch with women are in touch with their bodies and you should be taking you know chemicals if you're feeling nauseous chew on some eucalyptus leaves and pig saliva like and then that immediately comes back to haunt her like i like those episodes sure i think they're good britta episodes yeah and i think it it continues to miss to to show you how misguided she is sometimes with some of the things that she's trying to do um you know britta and and, and actually the surprising thing is jeff points this out later britta is giving birthing advice to somebody who has already given birth to two children right so maybe Let's just back up and say, maybe Shirley does know best. She has done this twice already. Uh, So meanwhile, we get the sort of B plot of the episode where uh, Troy and Abed do their best friend's handshake um, because they say something cool. And Pierce is like, hey, what's what's with that? And he offers them a thousand dollars to buy the rights to it. Both Abed and Troy are like, indecent proposal. So everyone's just kind of waiting around for Duncan because, I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, right? Pierce, Pierce decides now is the time to ask very loudly if Vicky and Neil are going to fall in love. And they're like, no, no, no. They're going to. Mm-hmm. How could you not? It's the will two? they, won't they of community. <laughs> The one it's important true. romantic thing that I care the, about in community. It is a much better story than Will, Annie, and Jeff ever get together. And uh, Will, Britta, and Jeff ever solve their differences. To be fair. And stay together. It, 
anybody and Jeff is like, I'm a little done with that. But but Vicky and Neil, I and the four seconds of screen time they get, I am so invested in them. Still a better love story than Twilight. Agreed. So, I just want them to be happy. Britta's still talking with Shirley, and she is like... Well, you know, I mean, obviously you should have a natural childbirth and and I do love Shirley's line where she's like, uh-uh, I'm going to get whatever they'll give me. An epidural is a Christian woman's only chance to get wrecked. <laughs> it's a very good uh, reaction. Um, uh, but Brenda responds to this being like, you know, I read an article that suggests that during natural childbirth, the endorphins get so high that you can even achieve orgasm. And, and Shirley's just like, nope. I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. She she very specifically is like, that is not something you do on your child's head. <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, I get. I, I, I do can appreciate. Get it. I mean, it's a it's a I mean, it's a everybody gets to birth however they want to do it. That's the way that I see it. Whale biologist. I do also want to call out because Jeff is like, this is when Jeff is like, hey, maybe you, you know, you shouldn't tell the 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 woman who's on her third time to like how to how to do this birth thing right which is reasonable to say legit it's absolutely legit i do want to point out that britta is like well, i can't wait to see whatever girl you knock up when you're 70 and you'll be uh while she's giving birth you'll be busy playing solitaire on your blackberry and i'm like at 70 wrong britta you you'd screwed that up blackberry's not <laughs> he's not he's like because what he's he's in Blackberry his uh, late he's, he's in his late thirties in twenty ten, yeah. so it's been ten years since that. So he's in his like late forties. Blackberry didn't even survive the decade. I mean, Come on, in, Britta! In thirty years, we're all going to be playing solitaire in VR and the the computerized contact lenses in our eyes. Exactly, uh, we can turn from a from normal to AR to VR at a, just by going like that. It's great. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for the extra card backs, though. They've only got the default ones, and then you got to download the cool-looking ones. That's how they get you. And you got to do it through your implanted 5G. It's just, it's how you do it. Five ninety nine for a cool Winter Soldier-themed uh, card back for your virtual solitaire. It just sucks that they've rebooted the Winter Soldier five times, but this one really is good. Tom Cruise Jr. just nails the role. Anyway, Shirley's water breaks. You uh, don't want to talk more about 30 years from now pop culture where they've rebooted the Winter Soldier five times and this time it's... Uh, it, I'm not it's even like, up to date enough, again, because as someone who does not follow the zeitgeist, I'm not even up to date enough with current Winter Soldier to con- uh, have a conversation about it, let fair. alone the one in five reboots so uh, but the the fun about figuring out five reboots from now is who knows what it's gonna be it's like spider-man like who saw that it was gonna be tom holland when everybody was in toby Maguire mania right am i right i don't know that i knew who tom holland was during the the uh hold on <laughs> i'm gonna look how old, up how old tom holland is and feel bad probably He's born in 96. Good, good, good start. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. And that movie was in 2002, so he was six. <laughs> Wait, 
Correct. I did yep. the math again. Uh-huh. It's six. Uh-huh. He yeah, was six I, when the first Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. Why, Not that it's why the first Spider- be, Spider-Man, but it's the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That's what I meant to say, but go ahead. Why would I be sitting around watching Spider-Man and being like, yeah, this is fine, but I really wish uh, the six-year-old I don't even know about was Spider-Man instead. Right. Can't wait for that, my dude. That's going to rule. Man, I, you know what? I bet he's from Kingston-upon-Thames, London. Yeah, I that think I makes said perfect Tim's sense. Wrong. I remember. Whatever. He's in London. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, um, he was a dancer. Good for him. <laughs> I, tur- yeah, I turned into a, Mid-East- a, a Midwestern mom just now. Shirley's Let water breaks, more. which uh, Chang gets really excited about because he's been talking all episode about how Chang babies are early. Every Chang baby is early, and Shirley's response was, nope, this baby's going to be on time. That's part of the reason why she's like, these aren't contractions, it's indigestion. This baby's going to be on time. My other boys are on time, exactly. Maybe even a little late. It cannot, under any circumstances, be a Chang baby. So her water breaks, and Chang is like, Chang baby! Chang baby! There's a lot of stuff that Chang babies do, like they just absorb nutrients quickly, apparently. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different ways that Chang babies are birthed. Um, it's it's a lot. Shirley says that she needs to get to a hospital because she does not want her baby's first memory to be Starburns, which, fair. Starburns does take offense to it, but, you know, come on, you're Starburns. Uh, the dean just kind of breaks down at this point and becomes what I called a babbling wreck. He then just says, I'm going to go get my Prius, pull it around back, and drive you to the hospital. And uh, I do I do love how, as this is all going down, Neil and Vicky are like, we were so close <laughs> to having one class that wasn't all about them. And then Neil's even like, remember when they took that trip on St. Patrick's Day? Like Starburns is like, man, what a good week that was. There, they are even like even other people in the show are referencing this non-existent uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, episode, almost which I in love. A way it, that they were gone the entire week, so they finally got free of them for a bit, as if this group mm, of people mm-hmm. are like agents of chaos for this college campus, and they just want normalcy and a normal college education. Okay, I had I had not considered that. I was just like, it's a callback to that thing. But yeah, like, that makes sense. That so they're just like, hey, we had a normal week of school. Yeah. Rock on. It, it was both a callback to the thing that nobody saw, but also a different thing, which is which I well at least from my perspective and my reading of it, and I do love that. Uh, Chang basically continues to be like talking about Chang babies, and sure is like, I want him gone, and Annie pulls her aside just to say stop freaking her out man yeah so that's sort of chang's whole thing this whole episode because he's very excited to be a dad and he assumes uh that this this early birth means that it is 100 percent a chang baby right. he's prepared for it uh, yeah he is he is just he knows in his soul that it's a chang baby meanwhile in the b plot a handshake <laughs> Yes. Sorry, so, it's so wild to me that they're like, okay, 
We have a pregnant. We're gonna we're gonna give birth in the A plot. <laughs> what are we uh-huh. going to do with the B plot? And somebody in the writers' room is like, the handshake. Make it weird. Perfect. Let's go with. It. Uh, I do. I do. We did skip over the fact that uh, Annie calls. Uh, one of the girls calls uh, Andre, and they will meet Andre at the hospital. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, he, he skipped right he, over that. We sure did. In that B plot, Pierce. This is when Pierce says, "Look, I want to buy the rights to it. Uh, it's it's a thousand dollars, and they they take the deal, and then so he's like, oh, okay. So how does it work? Like, well, we just kind of do it when one of us says something awesome, and then the very first thing Pierce does is go, all right, Betty Grable.'" And they're that they're they don't know they don't know what to do with that. Sure, which, I don't either. Which is fair. I mean, they don't even know who Betty Grable is. Um, and both of us go to DuckDuckGo to figure it out. Uh, well, she's she is an actress, obviously. Sure. Um, and uh, she was in a uh, she was a American actress, pinup girl, dancer, model, and singer. Um. I don't think I've ever actually seen any of the movies she has been in. Right, um, but there is a specific poster that I'm sure you've seen because they even did it in Futurama. Oh, yeah, the uh, over-the-shoulder pose. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh-huh. okay. it was due to the fact that she was visibly pregnant. That is an interesting oh, okay. piece of in- trivia in this episode where somebody is pregnant. Betty Grable. Maybe that was a choice for that specific reason. Anyway, mm-hmm. he also references Jackie Coogan later uh, for being an idiot for breaking up with uh, with uh, Miss Grable. I'm looking at the list of Betty Grable films to see if I actually have seen any of these. Um, uh, throughout her career, Grable was a celebrated sex symbol. Her bathing suit poster made her the number one pinup girl of World War II, surpassing Rita Hayworth. So that's co- that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, she uh, she was a very attractive lady. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Grable's legs were insured by her studio for $1 million as a publicity stunt. Describing her film career, Grable said, I became a star for two reasons, and I'm standing on them. I kind of love Betty Grable. Yeah, I'd, I'd do the I'd do the uh, friend's handshake for that. Me too. She seems like a fire. Uh, she seemed like a firecracker. They, they don't want to do they don't want to do the friend's handshake. And it gets real dark all of a sudden. There is some. So I I call it sexual harassment music what? because no 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 I I have a reason for this no but it's a very funny thing for you to have just said it's <laughs> all I wanted to laugh I can't yeah I can't stop my initial reactions to things friend and I'm I sorry call it I blew sexual out the recording harassment music because every training class I have ever had to take for any job ever um that is like you well okay that's not true my current company has a pretty good one but you know you always have to take like the mandatory uh sexual harassment training oh yeah and uh particularly when i worked for a grocery store sure like you know day one you show up for eight hours of computer-based training and they're like here's a sexual harassment thing sure and then it's like you need to figure out which of these scenarios are sexual harassment and which ones are perfectly fine. And all the ones that are fine are like, oh, hey, Veronica, uh, it's it's a great day today. And then Veronica's like, sure is, Joe. 
uh, anyways, how's, you know, and they talk about work and then it's like, was this sexual harassment? And you click no. And then the ones that are sexual harassment is like, how's it going? You know, like they're, they're hanging out like at the, the lockers at the, you know, between shifts. And it's like, I got, I got something I want to show you. And then he pulls out like a magazine that is very heavily implied to be pornographic. And then the music gets real dark all of a sudden. And like, if like, you know, this is sexual harassment because of the music. If for no other cue. Sure. Yeah. It's like they, they've, you, they've like, given you the understanding that this is the. Music I know. Cue I know that they want you to know that this is wrong. But also, if you are, it can either be a quiz or it can be informative. But like being right. like, is is this sexual harassment? Boom. <laughs> like just like sure. dark ominous yeah. music. It's bad design if it, they really wanted to quiz you. Uh, I do want to point out when you—that's s- why I call it sexual harassment. Sure. Music. When you pointed out your current work has a good one, I just assumed. Oh, so for their uh, their music and their sexual harassment training, they use like something like Imagine Dragons. That's where my brain went. I Maroon Five actually, <laughs> but you know. Anyways, so yes, it plays, quote unquote, sexual harassment music. I have any, uh, I do want to point out that I wrote down when I when I wrote down that they see the money and take the deal because he does do a thing with where he checks his watch and he's holding all the money. Uh, simple note autocorrected deal to Dean. And um, okay. I think simple note knows how much I talk about the Dean. Understandable. So yeah, the the it plays the quote unquote sexual harassment music, and that they're like I don't I don't wanna and. Pierce literally says the phrase, uh, make your money, whore, which is intense. And also um, straight out of those videos from the sexual harassment training. If I didn't if I didn't know from the music this was sexual harassment, he'd say that and, I'd, and then I'd click the button that says, yes, this is sexual harassment. <laughs> um, Clearly, yes. And Troy is literally like crying. He and even like covers himself up with his sweater. He is just like, who's Betty Grable? And uh, <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, back in the A plot. Um, meanwhile, where real things are happening. Britta is freaking out about what's going on, but she's like, nope, it's natural. It's natural. Like she is, she is really talking herself up about, you know, this is just a natural part of, of humanity and this is fine. Right. Um, uh- uh, people are also trying, starting to wonder where the dean, the dean is, because he's been gone for a bit. Um, when Shirley's like, "Oh, everything's wet," and uh, everybody's kind of repulsed by that, including Annie and Britta, but Britta, like you said, just kind of fights through it. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. And Jeff's like, our, "Our Jeff picks up on her lack of comfort, and she's like, "Well, screw you." And uh, this is when Troy and Abed come over and. Uh, because they they had so the thing we, that we kind of uh, skipped over is that they get their thousand bucks and they count it up and they get five hundred each and then they're like it's a it's like a million bucks in dog dollars and then they do the Which handshake I don't think is the right it, I don't think that's the right uh, conversion no. but that's a different discussion I mean do, dog dollars change every day you got to really check 
current exchange right. rates. Exactly. So, you got to be all on that exchange rate market. You got to figure out when the right time to change those into U.S. dollars is. And maybe the best course is not to change it into U.S. dollars. Maybe you may take you change it into Canadian dollars first and then into U.S. dollars, depending on how the rates work. So, uh, so yeah, they do they do the handshake to this dog line, dog dollars line, and that it doesn't feel right, and they're like it's ruined, and so they go over to Jeff in the middle of of Shirley having a baby in anthropology class, and they say Pierce tainted our handshake with his blood money, and now we can't get the magic back, and Jeff is like. A baby is coming out of our friend's vagina two feet from us, and this is what you're concerned about. Which, first of all, accurate, maybe don't word it like that, Jeff. That's weird. Maybe, but he is right. He is actively correct with what he has said. It is if, just, if it's about the tact. thing. <laughs> if, the, if the thing was like, is this sexual harassment or not, I would click, I would err on the side of caution and click yes to that. Uh-huh. Because maybe you can just say our friend is giving birth instead of a baby is coming out of her vagina. Right. And I, and I recognize that he is attempting to really put just how important this situation is. As but I would in, still click yes. In fr- I would click yes to sexual relief. harassment. In stark relief to what Troy and Abed are going through. Um uh, they they do try to give the money back to Pierce, but he says once the money once you sell something out, you can't get it back. And Pierce hated the handshake, and now it's gone. Gone forever. Gone forever. They never do it again in the entire in the entire show. Forever. Will, it's gone. So so once Jeff they never do it again. That's true. Uh Jeff uh Jeff, when Jeff tells them that there's a baby about to come out of Shirley's vagina, Abed's like, Don't worry. Her contractions are still six minutes apart, so unless her cervix is dilated more than eight centimeters, we still have time to get her to a hospital. I delivered a baby earlier this year in the back of an SUV. What? Mm-hmm. Where was that with that happen? I don't know. Off in the background. Uh, the dean comes in, and he looks like he's seen some fresh hell. Um, he his his car's been overturned because the World Food Festival has taken a dark turn, and has turned into a race kerfuffle. Uh, Jeff's like, "Do you mean riot?" And the dean's like, "We're going to be using the word kerfuffle, okay?" Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah. He didn't know that there was a difference between North and South Korean barbecue. There is, uh, for uh, example, there are ambulances out there too, apparently, and they're also being overturned. Um, and Annie gets off the phone with uh, 911 and says that an ambulance will take over an hour because of the because race of the kerfuffle. kerfuffle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, don't you just you see a race kerfuffle coming? Sometimes you got to stop that. Sometimes. Hmm. It's true. You should always stop a race kerfuffle if you see it coming. Abed decides that he's going to deliver this baby because he's done it before out of all the people in the room he is the expert so he is uh he's like we're gonna we're gonna have this baby right here and now they help her help her down to the floor and abed starts to uh go under her skirt and she is like oh no i'm sorry abed i don't feel comfortable with you taking a grand tour of my nethers i prefer if it's one of the girls uh, which I f- it's feel it's a it's a legitimate uh, choice, sure. you know. Uh, this um, is also after Abed has uh, banished uh, Chang to the corner because Chang was just like talking about everything about everything, and it was time for him to go to the corner. <laughs> Britta absolutely wants to do to 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 help her along, and she goes under this uh, Shirley's skirt to see how far along she is, and has 
an experience. I looked it up, and it looks like it's referencing 20, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I could see that. Um, That's what the one of the websites says. I mean, I've seen I've seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I don't know... Uh, I mean, it's been a while since I've sure. seen it. Mostly, I remember the scene where like he's blinking and his eye keeps changing color and whatever. Sure. Um, Either way, this is certainly a reference to something it, that I do not know. I described it as um, Britta stares into the abyss because the, this this area under well Shirley's shot. dress has become this deep, dark abyss. Uh, that Britta, like time has slowed down, sound is all dampened and weird, um, and uh, she's she also, um, yeah, she she stares into it and then she comes back out and then she just walks over to the trash can and vomits. So I, um, I imagine as as a Okay, I'm putting myself in some wild shoes here, but as a woman that's giving birth, I imagine that's not a great confidence builder. Uh, so counterpoint, it's Britta. In the in this scenario, you know Britta. She is a friend of yours. Sure. And I should You are you are also in this scenario. You have given birth two times prior. Uh-huh. So you know you know sort of the whole deal. You know what goes into it. Sure. Okay, so now I'm offended because Britta Britta vomited after looking at me down there. No, what, what is I'm she trying to is, say about me down there? What I'm saying is of course Britta goes down there and vomits because like Britta again, Britta talks a bit you know Britta know talks Br- a big game. <laughs> it's true. And so like if yeah, if I were in Shirley's position, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks because Britta. I I think it's one of those situations in which there's heightened emotions and rationality doesn't work out, uh, doesn't win out on the argument there. Um, one of those situations. So it and knowing how Shirley likes to use guilt as a weapon, um, could guilt. Britta into being like what are you saying about me down there like you know that kind of thing I think but I think fair. she's more concerned I think she's more concerned about Chang doing literally anything and also not letting one of the guys uh take charge on this that's fair I think Chang on the is grand the scale the of things Britta vomiting is like the lowest that's true Chang is definitely at the top of the list of what the what is he doing and can we get him out of here Right. That's so, fair. I, I believe that. Abed comes over to Annie and says, due to an unforeseen conflict of genitals, uh, I have been disqualified from delivering Shirley's baby. What so a wonderful phrase. I'm going to phrase. walk you through it. What a wonderful phrase. What a way to put it. Unforeseen conflict of genitals. What a wonderful phrase. My wife always sings Hakuna Matata. We cannot teach her this new version. <laughs> uh, so Annie is not prepared because uh be annie being annie she's like i need to have taken a class or at least read a book or like pr- taken notes like anything um or at least a hug from my mom which is a which is a telling statement <laughs> we do <laughs> we do get this great moment where the dean is like okay i'm going to calm her down and so he he crouches down and he's like okay 
connect with me. Mm. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's so I'm good. Like, okay, he's he has succeeded in getting Shirley to like concentrate on him, and then. He had no plan. He doesn't know what to do, and that's fair. I don't know that I would know what to do in this situation either. Sure. But but what <laughs> Why did he think he could do this? He, it was clearly one of those situations where he gets to the point of like where you're talking about and he's just like brain empty, no thought. Brain empty, no thought. Brain empty, no thought, and then just kind of di- did the first thing you could think of. Like there's a lot there's a lot of good things in this episode but that is hands down my favorite moment. It's, it's I, very good. I burst out laughing so hard at just ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like how is how is that comforting? It's like it's the opposite. Like No, seriously, it's, it's it's more of a panic response than anything else which fits with what the dean's been doing the entire episode of like okay, there's a race kerfuffle and I can't get into my car and there's a birth happening right now and I don't know what to do and I'm out of control. Oh boy. It's great. Woo. So yeah, uh, at this point, because Shirley, Shirley is trying her best to calm down. Uh, and so she goes to the last possible option. She's like, all right, Chang, tell, tell me about Chang babies. And like, and he goes through this big list about, you know, all of his 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 family and, and you know, his, his extended family, his cousins, his his aunts, uncles, you know, whatever. All being born in like uh uh all sorts of pla- I didn't write down yeah, any of them. Yeah, me neither, but I know that there was one Mongolian pasture and then also at a diner where where the grandfather was eating shrimp or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one on the treadmill at a Bally Total Fitness, twenty percent incline. That's true. I forgot about the twenty percent incline, but that's very important. That's a pretty high incline for g- giving a birth to a baby. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's like, yeah. I mean, we're nothing can stop us. Like you know, we're we're invincible. Uh, Britta walks away and standing with Jeff and is like, well, what are you doing? Get in there. And Britta's like, forget it. I'm the worst. Jeff tells her, this is a discussion for a different time. There's something in you that wants to take care of people so badly that you'll do it until you puke. That is what pulls Britta out of it and says, I'm going to do this. Right. She does ask, are you saying I'll be a good mom? To which Jeff laughs, which is maybe rude, but a little bit. um, But I do like that again i mean i one of the reasons i like britta as a character is because her drive to help people does actually come through it like it it rings true despite the fact that she's actually kind of bad at it sure but that that kernel of i want to help people uh, is a very it's a very true character trait that really sticks with her through a lot of the show and it's moments like this where it's like you know i think there's maybe something relatable about um wanting to help but also you know having difficulty knowing exactly how to help sure or when that moment comes like kind of freezing up like that's a very human thing and so 
in a in a show full of characters that tend to the cartoony um i do find a lot of times britta is kind of the most human of of the the study group like and it's moments like these and it makes me really appreciate that about her and how she is written that's fair Um, i think that's a good that's a good perspective on britta especially because this is before this is a little bit as she's becoming quote-unquote the worst right Um, but she is still kind of like putting herself out there trying to be good for the people around her and yes even like she recognizes it's good to help people even though most of the time she's not great at doing so i Mm -hmm. think that you know a lot of people would be like well i clearly can't help anything so i'll just go away but britta is is also stubborn in that way like she's very flawed certainly but she is you're you're right she is three-dimensional in this way Mm -hmm. where she is like i know it's good to help people i'm bad at it but i'm gonna push through it and maybe someday i'll be good at it i Mm -hmm. think that like motivation tells you a lot about Britta along with the fact that she will always overplay her hand if she's got anything. So I think, I think all that goes together into being, like you said, a more human character in this show, which very much leads to like, we're about to, I think the next episode is the, the paintball episode for this year, Mm -hmm. uh, this season. And boy, howdy, are we going to go cartoons? So it's like, it's very interesting to keep like, You'd think that somebody like Shirley maybe would be the grounding force, but it ends up being Britta a lot. And I think that's a really interesting viewpoint that the show has. Uh, Speaking of wanting to help people, but also playing her hand, she goes to to help. And this is when Andre and uh, the uh, EMTs show up. And she literally says, I got it, guys. I'm in the zone. Like she tells the EMTs to stand back. Uh, which is that now if i'm surely this is when i get mad at britta yeah, because like totally screw you britta the professionals are finally here they have training and i want let, that let them take care of me anyways the baby fair, abed does say that the bus kind of drives itself at this point which surely asks who is the bus in this situation uh the baby is delivered and Britta pulls it out and uh declares that it is baby greendale but you don't have to call it that i'm not in the position to make that decision immediate Um, overplay of hand immediate it's amazing to me uh the baby is a boy and also as andre proclaims a black person andre is very excited as a black person because that means that it is his. Mm. Chang is sad. He does mention that all Changs are born with tails. Um, and he also concedes the baby to Andre. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, like it's a, like it's a weird. Like it's, <laughs> it's a weird statement to make, but it's a weirder statement to just be like, competition's still on, bro. Yeah. It, it's like, this wasn't an election, man. Like, uh-huh. It's a genetic thing. Anyway. Um, I think a, a better a better way to do that would be like congratulations, yeah. and then shut the hell up. <laughs> it's true. Um, Troy and Abed dudes they were like, "Man, that was so awesome!" And they do the handshake, and they realize they've got the magic. The magic never left; it was still there. And they do an extended version of it, where they're just high fiving for days. Hmm. Uh, the. Uh the baby is suddenly very clean 
um like there there's this is sort of this is a very this big is the trope movie magic in, mojin, in tv where like a baby is born and then they hand it to the mother and it is clean and uh definitely not newborn but this was this was a more egregious one than most sure um that's fair so um shirley does decide that she wants to name the baby after chang naming him ben ben bennett she didn't really think about how it would work with the last name but you know it's ben bennett now you know what as a ben i approve Okay, fair enough. What? And you can always ben, go by Benjamin Bennett. That one works really well. Ben is such a good name. Just stack it up in there. Multiple Bens. Ben, 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 Ben. Ben Bennett. Benjamin Ben Bennett. Benjamin Benedict Bennett. Ooh, Ben, Ben, Bennett. Ben, Ben, Bennett. Ben. <laughs> this is what our podcast has come to. <laughs> uh-huh it's it's great um uh so um <laughs> yeah and then uh this is britta goes over to talk to jeff and uh they have kind of this moment where they're just like man you know life is life is amazing like you know 10 minutes ago i was talking about how much i suck but now it's like i just yanked a little dude out of my friend which again weird way to word it Th- there's a true. lot of weird detached ways of wording things and they're just like, oh, that baby, like the baby's hand, fingers are just so tiny. I just want to eat them up. And then like they eject out of that. And they're just like, I mean, you know, that's your thing, whatever. Yeah, they forget fine. their ironic detachment for a moment. Um, the writer tells the dean, you'll definitely be getting a cover story. And Dean's like, in a good way? The writer's like, absolutely. The, de- the dean's like, I'm a good dean. And he does a leg kick out of the door before a magazine monthly cover comes up on screen saying that Dean Dag- magazine has been shut down after two issues and was the worst idea for a magazine ever. It's true. We get to the tag where Troy and Abed are trying to get out of taking a test. And so they decide to pull the fire alarm and the fire alarm is fake. It's yes. literally just a fake prop bolted to the wall. I do appreciate that Abed is like, now it's not like in the movies. There are very real, real world consequences to this action. And Troy's like, we're going to fail. So they pull it. It's fake. And the Dean comes up and is like, what are you guys doing? It's like, if you, you cancel school or we tell everybody about this. And the Dean's like, deal. And then uh, they run off and the Dean just surreptitiously uh, puts it back on the wall and that is the end of the episode. And that means that it is time for... Great. I like this episode. Um, it is grounded in a way that community often doesn't let itself do. Um, especially because, you know, there is a birth in it. Um, mm-hmm. Not a thing that community does often, nor probably should it. Um, Every other episode, someone's getting born on this show. <laughs> to be fair, I guess you're right. There is another episode where somebody gets born, but that's a different discussion. Um, I, I think it's a really interesting uh, look at how all the act- uh, the the um, the characters react in the situation. They're all a little bit tipsy. They're all they none of them realize that this is what was going to happen today. Uh, they're all like coming to this blow off class of anthropology with Duncan. Um, and they're put into a pretty high, highly stressful situation. Um, I like the fact that Shirley gets a little bit of uh, a spotlight uh, 
kind of pushing uh, Britta and Jeff out a little bit. Britta, Jeff more so than Britta, because uh, Britta, ha- Britta is kind of the emotional change in this episode, which is fine. Because I think she uh, she gets an interesting viewpoint of being able to push through some of her physical discomfort to help her friend. Um, I don't know. It's a funny episode. You know, I, I really, I really, really like it when Shirley has something to do and boy, howdy, does she have something to do? Um, it's funny. It's an interesting bottle episode because you have so many people in it. Um, I don't know. I like it a lot. I, uh, I think it's, it's quite good. I don't think I have anything else to say about it. It's, it's, um, it's good. Uh, I'm going to give it. Let's give it a B plus. I think I think it's good, but I think other episodes do this kind of thing a little bit better. Um, I do appreciate where it comes down as the kind of end of the dis- the storyline around the baby, um, and whether or not Chang or Chang is the father or not. You know, I I I, th- I think that's a reasonable place to put it. It's pretty good, but there have been better types of this episode and better types of the emotional episode. So I think that's where I'm going to put it down. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like this episode pretty well. Um, I particularly really like how it comes immediately after the previous episode because, uh, a recurring theme in community is sort of the, um, codependency, the group and how it constantly causes all these fights and how you know as a friends group they they seem you know they have these cartoony adventures and then they when they're not having cartoony adventures they all kind of hate each other um (laughs) in various ways and it's up this episode makes for a very interesting counterpoint to the previous episode because in the previous episode it was just them yelling about yelling about yelling, um, dig, digging up receipts on on all of uh, the ways that everyone else in the group kind of sucks. Sure. And then you get this episode where it's like Shirley enters crisis mode because she is having a baby in the middle of anthropology. She's freaking out. Everyone does what they can to uh help out which you know i mean like troy is kind of there like he i think he wants to help more than he he really can but like um, sure there's a lot there of is people a reacting bit, yeah there is a little bit where they go up to jeff and they're like we have a problem about our handshake uh <laughs> other than that though um you know, everyone, everyone's kind of trying to do what they can. You know, Britta's going way outside of her comfort zone yeah. to uh, to help a friend out. Um, Jeff is trying to to uh, play like project manager on this this baby getting born project. <laughs> um, you know, sorry, that's uh, such a good analogy here. Uh, Abed is Abed is like two seconds from from getting down in there and like actually delivering a baby until Shirley uh, uh, cuts that off. So, right. you know, everyone's everyone 
when she goes into crisis mode, everyone is trying to do their best because they are a friend group who actually likes each other. And I do think that makes for a very good counterpoint to the previous episode. Um, overall, I think is a very enjoyable episode. It's weird to have a B plot in this episode. Especially one um, about high fives. Uh so you know but it's it's a it's a funny little side plot i guess even if it's got weird sexual harassment music but (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i think it's good i think i would also maybe give it a b plus maybe a minus it's somewhere right in there um because yeah i mean it's it's i think a, a pretty good uh look at the characters of community um but as much as i think its placement right after the previous episode helps kind of helps it helps to give it a better grade because it serves as that counterpoint. It also comes before the next episode, which makes it difficult to be like, Oh yeah, this is like an a, because the next episode is like an all time great. Right. And it's hard to be like, Oh yeah, this is up on par with that one because uh, it is not. So sure. It's also aiming for something different, though. It's yes, it is aiming for something totally different, um, and you know, like we've said before, I think more of the high concept homage type episodes tend to live more in infamy. Sure, um, totally agree with that. And it's not necessarily just about quality; it's just episodes like this happen in every other sitcom. That is true. Uh, episodes like the next episode happen in community (laughs) end of list that's fair so yeah but anyways uh that's about where i'm at but we want to know what you think about this episode the 22nd episode in season two of community we want to know if you've ever licked a battery don't ask us why we want to know that because (laughs) honestly i don't know a card told me i should be interested (laughs) what do you think about the new version of outsourcing mike spitz Mike's, I don't know, uh-oh, or whatever it was. <laughs> uh-huh. Mike's, I forgot, oh, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, what, I don't even remember what the new, see, this is why outsourcing Mike Spitz works, because people remember it until they don't, because it's been a, it's been a hard week. We want to know uh, what, I don't know, the only other, th- the only other thing I remember going on a tangent about is sexual harassment music. We don't want and to I don't, that. I don't. I don't really want to know more about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I mentioned Imagine Dragons during that tangent. What about the Imagine Dragons? Do you like them? So cool. We want to know all these things and more. You can tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can find us on the internet at GoodMorningGreendale.com. You can find a contact form there. It will send us an email. Um, we are also on Patreon. If you have decided that this is the place that you want to go to give money to creators, and those creators are us, that's patreon.com slash back to Futurama. We do actually have a new Patreon patron what, this what? week. But so thank you to our latest Patreon patron, uh Rajitsi Larson. I do hope I said that correctly. Um, thank you for being a Patreon patron, uh, where you get the joy of me mispronouncing your name. It, it's, um, it's a wonderful we sh- way we welcome you. 
we should include that on our list of uh, Patreon uh, bonuses because I get tasked with saying the names and I don't, I'm barely literate. So (laughs) I think you're not giving yourself quite enough credit when you call yourself barely literate, but that's fine. Yes. So anyways, if you two would like to uh, do that as patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Either way, we do love you very much. Uh, It is, we just want to make you smile. So if you came to the end of this, even though we told you probably with the whatever Mike uh oh segment was, you said, no, I'm going to continue listening to this. We really appreciate your your support and your your ears and your hopefully your smiles and hopefully not your clicking the uh, unsubscribe button. We love you very much. I'm clicking the unsubscribe button right now. For our own podcast. And I think that will do it. Until next time. When we do an episode of Community that is only in Community. When we do uh, spoilers for next time, one of my all-time favorite episodes of Community. Oh no, really early grades! A plus, that's it. So anyways, <laughs> uh, until then, no can need we to get listen to, to the next episode? episode. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck.